0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Every 21 seconds, someone in the U.S. discovers they have diabetes, setting a breakneck pace that is fueling a 6% annual increase in the number of Americans diagnosed with the chronic disease for which there is no cure, but which can be managed in part through diet and exercise. Unfortunately for the roughly 30 million Americans who have diabetes and the 94 million who have pre-diabetes, navigating the nutritional parameters to control the disease is no easy task, resulting in a quickly growing consumer base and need for foods and beverages that can be consumed safely to live as normal and healthy a life as possible. One company that's stepping up to meet this need and help fund research for prevention, treatment, and finding a cure for diabetes is 5050 Foods, which offers a broad portfolio of diabetic-friendly products and educational resources for retailers and consumers alike. 5050 Foods President Julie Frost chatted with me about the dietetic needs of diabetics, how her company is striving to create a new category of products for this group, and the potential business opportunity for her company and other manufacturers interested in entering the space. She also outlined how evolving science is changing the way to market these products, as well as expanding the target audience beyond just those with diabetes. When Fifty Fifty Foods first launched more than 25 years ago, the goal of helping people with diabetes live a healthier life by eating nutritiously appropriate food really centered on restricted sugar intake. As such, many of the company's products were originally positioned as sugar-free. But over time, new research has helped nutritionists refine their approach to diabetes management with food to focus more on carbohydrate intake pushing fifty-fifty Foods to also evolve its portfolio and marketing strategy, most recently with a branding refresh that promotes its products as low-glycemic.
1: When Go back, you know, 20, 30, 20-some-odd 20 years ago when the company was first started, you know, diabetics were taught to stay away from sugar. You want to eat sugar-free foods. Then the shift came to let's count our carbs, and we can count carbs, and then the realization has come that, well, all carbs are not the same, so how do we help the consumer who needs to watch their carb intake understand what is uh, you know, a good carb for them to eat and ones that they should stay away from? And that's where the glycemic index comes back into play. So by labeling our products, as low glycemic, it makes it very easy for that consumer to identify that this is a product that one's going to be low in carbs, so I'm counting my carbs, I need to recognize that. Two, it doesn't necessarily have to be sugar free um, for it to be something that I can eat and be okay for me, but more importantly, I know that it's going to have a steady flow into my system and therefore give me lasting energy, it's going to make me feel better, You know, it can help my cholesterol levels. It could even help me from a weight loss perspective um, and, you know, help them, you know, make it easier for them when they're shopping. Sugar-free, our products, you know, some of them are sugar-free and some of them are not. So we, what we have done, and I think one of the changes is, is like before it was like, You either had sugar in the product or you didn't have sugar in the product. Now there are so many different natural sugar alternatives that are low on the glycemic index. You know, we market one ourselves um, that people can use in baking, which is our crystalline fructose, and there's others that we use inside of our products that keep that glycemic index low so that people can still have the sugar, natural sugars, but not as if it was a table or sucrose um, type of sugar that's going to be high on the glycemic index. So I think it's gone from, you know, the philosophy of how do I manage my diabetes? Do I have to never eat sugar? Do I just count my carbs? Or do I now count my carbs and look at the types of carbs that I'm eating to ensure that I'm managing my diabetes to the best of my ability?
0: In response to this evolving science, 50-50 Foods updated its packaging to boldly claim its products are low glycemic, which reflects a more sophisticated understanding of diabetics' dietary needs.
1: What we've done with our products, and one of the reasons we went through this whole rebranding, is that we want consumers to be able to easily recognize that our product is a low glycemic, so it's falls into the low category on the glycemic index, which is what you want because it's going to have that steady flow of energy, even release of sugar into my blood system. And it, and I don't have to pick the, bo, the um, package up and read it and look at the ingredients and read the nutritional fact panel to recognize that this is a food that's going to meet my dietary restriction requirements that I have. So we went through a whole rebranding To If you see the new packaging, it screams that it is a low-glycemic food item. And we're actually trying to create a category of low-glycemic foods to make it easy for the consumer to know that this is a healthy choice for their diet needs.
0: But to ensure 50-50 Foods products met the changing dietary standards for diabetics, the company did more than just change its packaging. It also saw and gained certification to guarantee its products were low glycemic.
1: Our products are certified, so we go through clinical testing to have our products certified low glycemic, and it has to be a clinical test. That's really the only avenue by which to understand what the glycemic index is of that food item. So we work with food scientists to... You know, develop recipes that have ingredients in them that are not going to rapidly raise your blood sugar levels and, you know, that have sensible carbs. We want to make sure that we're not compromising our taste. Taste is very important to us as a company, that our products taste good and will meet that criteria of being low on the GI scale.
0: The company also is helping to meet diabetics' needs by offering a wide range of products and working closely with retailers to create an entire category of low-glycemic foods, which Frost hope will follow the same trajectory as the gluten-free movement.
1: So we have, um, you know, a line, we don't sell just one type of food item. You know, we sell everything from peanut butter, to uh, fruit spreads, we have uh, cookies and wafers and chocolate bars, we have some uh, breakfast items with an oatmeal and a maple syrup, and I even have baking items. We have, like, the only sugar-free graham cracker pie crust that is out there on the marketplace today. Um, so what I'm trying to do is create other food categories that we can bring in under this low glycemic. Umbrella that we can market to these people that are trying to follow a low glycemic lifestyle and manage their sugar intakes and make it easy for them. So when I say create a category, think of it as like gluten-free. Gluten-free was not a food category 15 years ago, 20 years ago. As it is today, there are aisles that are dedicated to the gluten-free category. So I would like to try... Low glycemic to be the same type of thing. make it very easy for people to recognize this is a product that I can uh, pick up, purchase, and know that I'm making a healthy choice. Same with it gluten-free was the same thing. I no longer have to read the labels, look at the ingredients. I know because of how it is marketed to me that it's a gluten-free product. Same similar approach for low glycemic is what we're trying to do. And that means broaden to the category of types of foods that we will be marketing.
0: Just like manufacturers of gluten-free and other specialty diet products, Frost says that the low-glycemic category is testing the best placement for its products to maximize their impact and make shopping convenient for those with special requirements.
1: I have, you know, retail distribution in stores, that have created this kind of healthy market, specialty diet type of section, and all of our products are there. I have other stores who they are integrating our products into, you know, the peanut butter section aisle and the cookie aisle and the chocolate aisle and the, pan- uh, the syrup aisle, whatever it may be. So I haven't um, – I don't have one school of thought on here's where I want my products or here's what I think is better. You know, I have people that I work with that are diabetics, and they will tell me that, you know, it's a pain for them to have to walk up and down every single aisle to go and find their products that they want. Others will say, I don't want to be, you know, separated out and, I want to be a shopper like everybody else is and go up and down every aisle, and I'll pick my products when I get to that section of the store. So there's definitely two schools of thought on it. I'm not sure one is right or one is wrong, in my personal opinion, when it comes to 50-50 foods and what is best for our products. I look at it at a retailer by retailer section, and how are they marketing to people who have a specialty diet? Are they doing it within the aisle, or are they doing it in a dedicated section of the store?
0: No matter how retailers choose to stock low-glycemic foods, Frost says 5050 Foods is committed to helping them educate consumers on how to make the healthiest decisions.
1: So we work very hard with our retail partners to provide them with materials um, so that they can educate their consumers on what do we mean by a low-glycemic diet, low-glycemic lifestyle, and what are the benefits of that, and how do I do it? How do I manage it? How do I know what the glycemic index is of a specific food? What resources can I go to to get that type of information? So we've been, we have a lot of information on our website that consumers can access at www.5050foods.com. We also have collateral pieces that we give to our retailers that they can hand out. So if they have dieticians in their stores, they do a health fair. You know, we provide samples and um, educational materials that they can utilize. We have a guidebook, uh, which is a great piece. It's, people can download it off of our website, and it gives everything from it's got a listing of um, the glycemic index of your favorite foods. If I'm going out to eat tonight and with a bunch of friends and we're going to do Italian, you know, and I'm following this low glycemic lifestyle, what should I be looking for on the menu? What can I eat? What should I stay away from? You know, those types of That type of information is in this guidebook, which you can also download off of our website. So the educational aspect, so that people understand how they can minimize their health risk associated with those fluctuating sugar levels, is an important thing that we will continue to do.
0: In addition, Frost said she is exploring e-commerce as a way to deliver its products to consumers with special diets who might not have access to the brand or other low-glycemic foods, in their brick-and-mortar stores. Frost also sees potential for low-glycemic foods beyond just the people with diabetes and pre-diabetes.
1: With low-glycemic, is that the market is beyond just people who are living with diabetes. And that's the great thing about it. That was part of our whole repositioning also on playing up. Being a low-glycemic food company is that we can market our products to people who have chronic kidney disease, people who have cardiovascular disease. You know, and even when I um, have a very good friend who's a marathon runner, major marathon runner, and she follows a low glycemic diet. And I was very surprised to hear that when I was telling her about what I was doing now. And she's like, no, it's all about, you know, having that constant level of energy and by following a low glycemic diet, it gives me, and eating foods that are low on the glycemic index, it allows me to have that constant energy to feel fuller longer. So if I'm an, 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 you know, an endurance athlete, I'm exercising, those t- it, that category of person is starting to recognize and understand, and there's blogs on it and chat groups on it, um, on how it can help you. So I think it's kind of this, like, new emerging concept, and not something that I would say is des- necessarily saturated, and I think there's huge room for growth because anybody that is trying to manage the amount of sugar that they're intaking into their system, recognizing that the food is low on the glycemic index is a great and easy way for them to do that.
0: Fifty Fifty Foods is also combating the dangers of diabetes by donating half of its process profits to research, a decision made in the 1990s, long before cause marketing was the industry staple that it is today.
1: When the company was founded back in the um, you know late 80s, early 90s, and it was founded by three people that had a common connection, and it was all around diabetes. So one of the founders actually had diabetes, type 1 diabetes, and was um, diagnosed as a young adult in his late 20s, early 30s. You know, the other founder was had been a diabetes educator, so a CDE, a certified diabetic um, educator. And then the last um, founder, the third of um, the group, was actually my father, who was a volunteer raising money for diabetes research. And they basically said, what we want to do is we want to raise money to help find a cure for diabetes. And the way we're going to do that is by selling a line of products targeted to people who have diabetes. So this is, you know, it's kind of our foundation of our company, is that we give back to Diabetes Research. It was what it was, you know, they all based their mission on from the get-go, and it's woven into our entire business model. So it's not like, you know, Causal marketing, you know, companies um, donating money to a cause. We were definitely a corporate trailblazer in doing something like that. You did not see that back in the late 80s, early 90s as much as you do today. But it's been a commitment of our company from the get-go. And we've donated over $14 million to date Which and we're a very small business, so it's a fairly significant size of money, Um, and it's and it's specific to diabetes research. So it's about the prevention, treatment, and finding a cure for diabetes research. So we give most of our money does go to a significant portion of the fourteen million has gone to um, JDRF, which is the global leading organization. for um, type 1 diabetes research, so and we do it on a grassroots level. So we do it on a community, ba- community basis. We don't necessarily do it on a national level, though we have given to the national organizations also, but what we're trying to do is support those local communities um, where they're supporting us. So they're carrying our products, they're buying our products, and they're supporting 50-50. We want to give back to those communities when it comes to diabetes research. So what I think is that, you know, there are companies today, today obviously the whole causal marketing, social giving is something that you're seeing more and more um, with different types of brands and manufacturers, but it's not necessarily woven into their business model like it is with ours. Like I said, it was part of our mission. It was part of when they set up the company, this is what we are going to do. This is what we're trying to accomplish.
0: Looking to the future, Frost is optimistic that Fifty Fifty 50 Foods' vision of helping to create a low-glycemic category on par with gluten-free can be achieved in the next five years. And when that happens, she says Americans with diabetes will be better served both in terms of nutrition but also much-needed research to advance efforts to manage and cure the disease that ails them. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.